This is a Polar Star Podcast. and thank you for hitting play on my show today. This is the Polar Star Podcast where I have conversations with artists, entertainers, and business owners that call Maine home. My guest this week is James Redpath. I met James when he was leading a student film crew, how he led the multicam crew showing students how to operate and carry themselves on a work site really impressed me. I wanted to show him what I have going on here and I thought the best way to do that would be to sit down and have a conversation. What could have been an awkward get to know you turned into a great conversation about our American dream. Thank you for tuning in. If you like this show, please tell a friend, subscribe where you listen, and visit PolarStarPodcast.com for all the news coming out of the Polar Star Studio. Big news this week is that we dropped A Better Tomorrow with Tim Duffy. It's going to come out every other Tuesday starting this Tuesday, April 27th. Uh, his first guest, he sat down with Dave Aceto, an owner of Arcadia National Bar. Uh, Dave and Tim talked about how he, small business owners like him can use their platform to push for equity in our community. If you have the time, please tune in and let us know what you think. With no further delay, here's my conversation with James Redpath. Check the levels on my ting, 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 pop. Oh, it sounds good in the headphones. Yeah. Like I said, these Clear. Are, this, this, is, this is my first time sitting down with these. Sweet, sweet. And I've been, I've been, every time I edit, I wish I had a little bit more gain. So I'm trying to just, I'm trying to play with these to gain this up a little bit. Yeah, that's so important in podcasts. Yeah. Like the voice isn't clear. Like, what do you have? So uh, is it James or Jim? It starts off as James. It's James like when I write it down, but Jim. Yeah, just call me Jim. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll, st- well then that. we'll start off as James. James, yeah. James Redpath. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. me. Yeah. All right. Uh, we met through um, working together because you go to SMCC. Yeah. All right. And yep. you um, are, is, do they call the position studio ops over there? Um, so technically for employment, I'm a, a uh, lab technician. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's kind of what it is on paper. Um, I work in the work study office for the communications and new media department. Okay. Um, I manage all the gear we have. We actually have a, a lot of nice cameras, uh, Canons, Sony's, a lot of audio equipment. Yeah. Uh, sure. Um, Zoom. So we met, um, you, we were working a show for MAM together, Man yeah. Academy of Modern Music. Yeah. Uh, you, you brought, or you headed up a film crew yeah. to film their recital, basically. Yeah. So I was kind of the video producer for that um, the first time around. Just kind of wrangled the kids together. I got them like up, up there and shooting, you know, as cam ops. Yeah. Then we edited it. Yeah. And it's a full team of students there. Yeah. And yeah. you're also a student. Are you almost, are you coming in on the end of school? Yeah, I kind of like being a student. Actually, man, it's not too bad. So I'm not <laughs> I'm not in any rush. All right. All right. But I get paid to go to school right now. Really? I get I, paid from the school. I get, you know, all kinds of good for student you. refund stuff and all my classes are paid for. Oh, really? Yes. 
See, I paid take a, every friggin' I paid a lot there. of money for school, or yeah. I was supposed to pay a lot of money for school. I'm uh, yeah. currently avoiding my loans, but well, uh, see, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> They're just like, you know, I applied for the financial aid and I got it. All right, yeah, I've got you know, I've got two kids. I, you know, I have dependents. And how old are your kids? Uh, I've got a 14 year old boy and a seven year old daughter. All right, yeah, wow. Yeah, right. I know. Yeah, yeah. So, so you must be what? You're how old? How old are you? Oh, yeah. Almost forty. Yeah. Well, no, I am. You're forty. Yeah. Forty-three. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. You look, look like it. a young man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I get that a lot. You get that skater. <laughs> I was waiting for you, that. You get the skater look going. Yeah, I've been skating since like 1989. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. All right. I was, love it. Love skateboarding. Yeah, I uh, I grew up. You know trying you know i grew up i'm i'm only 33 myself so i grew up with like uh tony hawk pro skater and jackass and like Mm. uh, you know when 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 skating like really hit pop culture yeah and and so i was definitely you know on the bandwagon games yeah dude dc yeah 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 dc was huge Mm. i was always uh i always liked the image the image of like the Spitfire stuff and the Alien Workshop stuff. Yeah. Workshop was huge around that time. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, early 2000s, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm talking Workshop about. Workshop was hot, for sure. They were, yeah. yeah. And then... Uh, Dill. Jason Dill. My first board was actually uh, an Element. Yeah. And... Um, Bam was on Element back then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I got... I didn't know, but I bought like a vert board. So it was so heavy. Oh, really? I Real couldn't. Wide and yeah, I couldn't do any. Then the, the street decks were so skinny. Yes. Because like it was a bunch seven of seven and a half. Tiny little dudes. With huge shoes. Around. Yeah. With the big tongues <laughs> puffing out and stuff. Yeah. 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 Dude, I love big that baggy shit. jeans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, yeah. And but the kids that were good at it were these scrawny little fucks, you know, that were able to jump around, you know, not bust up their knees. Yeah. You know. So that was me. I was the scrawny little kid. But I had like all these friends that just loved skateboarding, but they weren't as scrawny. They were kind of the heavier dudes and they would always just have their boards and kind of roll around and be there. And like they were skaters, but I know what you mean, man. Like it was the small, wiry ones that were actually yeah. pushing it and got good doing quick. the trick, got better. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Stuck uh, with it. Where you, where'd you grow up? I grew up in uh, right outside of. Boston in a town called Norton. Okay. Which is uh, a lot of times I just say near Mansfield. It's in the southeastern. It's kind of near, you know, where Great Woods is. The, yeah, it's that's been where. The Tweeter Center. Yeah, yeah. It's like almost like on the way to Cape Cod. Yes, okay. In between Boston and Providence. Right okay. On the border of like Rhode Island there. Yeah. So actually, my, uh, my, uh, my family's on the South Shore now. I grew up on the North Shore. I grew up in Wilmington. Okay. Yeah. Totally no. Yeah, that area. Oh, okay. Yeah, I grew up in so Wilmington. You're super close. Yeah. 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 Cool. Uh, right there. Yeah. Um, went to move there. You know, young. Went to full like uh, middle school, high school all in Wilmington. Mm. Uh, went and then went to. I went to uh, the New New England Institute of Art in Boston, which was uh, MassCom. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was MassCom, and then uh, the art institutes bought it. Gave put in like graphic design, animation. Uh, photography. I was looking at that school when I actually went to college the first time around. Okay. I went to Massasoit, which you must know down there. Yeah. I was just talking to actually the, um, 
my buddy Lutz, who uh, his episode was just out this week. He went to Massasoit. It was a cool school. I was in the graphic design okay. kind of degree program there. And I, I wanted to go to like Mass Art or Mass Calm, even. Yeah. yeah. I had some friends at Mass Art too. I lived in yeah. Alston for 10 years. Oh, RISD. Yeah. I wanted to go there. I, just yeah. I moved to Vermont. Really? <laughs> yeah. To work at a ski mountain, be a snowboard bum. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. way better. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Especially like when you're 20. Yeah. And like, you know, you're, you're, you're being told you have to have it figured out, but you don't want to. And so you go and live on a mountain for a few years. with school at that point. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Now that I'm back in it, I'm like. I'm back in school. I'm freaking <laughs> never leaving. valedictorian, man. Yeah. <laughs> but back then, I couldn't wait to just go see what else was going on. Same. Yeah. Same. A lot of kids are like that. Yeah. I, I, I graduated high school in 2007. Not to make you feel old, but I, but I stayed back a couple times. Um, and, uh. I started my first semester of college a month after I graduated. So I went, I, and then, and then college took Not me. Not even over the summer. I got like early acceptance to, um, to the school. And so I just started in the summer semester and just kept it rolling. And it took me five years to graduate. So by the time I was done with school, man, I, I can't even believe I graduated. I was in a full, like, just fucking acid blur. Yeah, crazy. You know, I could. I don't know. Actually, kind of went to Vermont to get away from like Massachusetts people, the kids around that college scene, like to party for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was different. Like Vermont, like everybody smokes weed and stuff, but they're not like doing all crazy drugs all the time. <laughs> yeah, like and then my and especially were. yeah, and especially like like I was in school um, to. Uh, I was in school and so we were recording and then, and then, you know, the Berkeley's right there too. And there's yeah. all these other schools and everybody's partying together. You end up at a Harvard party, end up at a fucking this party, that party. You know, we are, we, th we were all throwing our own parties. We were all in bands playing the parties, you know, it was like, it was a thing. A lot of my friends from the town I grew up in ended up going to, uh, uh, UMass. Yep. <laughs> yeah yeah wild times there yeah where yeah. out at amherst amherst and dartmouth yeah okay both, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Up both so um so the party scene wasn't really your thing you didn't it was for sure it was <laughs> i yeah. loved partying really yeah. yeah yeah well but i wasn't into like drugs and stuff uh and it was going that way it was, it like, was ecstasy was like everybody wanted to get fucked up on you know i like to drink and smoke but like not just getting out of my head all the time. Yeah. All yeah. right. But you liked to skate and you snowboarded and you like to, yeah. you know, it, I, I was getting a little uh, disenchanted with skateboarding around that time, actually. Were you? Why yeah. so? Um, because kind of like what you mentioned, it was starting to the X games and Tony Hawk and all that stuff and the video games and, started to pop through. Yeah. Like, I was I got into skating because it was the alternative thing, and I was not into being on the team. Yeah, you know I liked the individuality of it and the underground feel of it, and I used to get, you know, teased and shit so bad for wearing baggy pants and, you know, Big Brother shirt. Like you know, what Big Brother is the magazine. I know. Oh yeah, you need to check that out. <laughs> it's a really really messed up skateboard magazine <laughs> that like was produced by like Larry Flint. It was punk then. 
it was punk back then. Yeah, it was for sure. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, we were in, you know, there was like a whole genre, like the skate rock back then, uh, you know, bands like Bad Brains and Fugazi, um, you know, bands out of Boston, like Slapshot. And there was a whole punk scene. It just came right along with it. Yeah. But then, yeah, you know, around the turn I, of the century, I could yeah, see, that all changed. See, that's when I came to age. And yeah. I came to age when all that stuff hit pop. You know, yeah. so I was like, I was trying to find that vibe. Yeah, I really was. I was looking for it. And but what was offered to me was pop was Blink-182 and Green Day yeah. and, 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 and element and, skateboards at the mall and, and shit. Getting element skateboards at the mall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eastern Border, really. Eastern Border oh, okay. was where I went. Yeah. That's that's totally legit. That's, <laughs> that shop's legit for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my neighbor was my neighbor actually skated for Eastern Border. He he had a little. He we built little uh, ramps in his, I probably in his driveway. Know the exact one that you in used Burlington. To go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Across from the Burlington Mall. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And there was a little uh, he that same neighbor. Uh, there was that skate park in Burlington that had the that had um, mini ramps in it and it had little quarter pipes. He fucking fucked up his leg. He was skating for he was skating for Eastern Border. Um, at that park, he just he went up on the quarter and broke his leg in like six different places oh, and was never able to get on a board again. I've hurt myself so bad. Really? Skating, yeah. More yeah. than anything. I'm into bikes too a lot and mountain biking, but nothing kicks your ass more than skating. Yeah. And you go in like half, less than half the speed that you would on like a mountain bike, but you fall and you just break your bones. You're so not easy. holding it. You no know, it's like stable hard stability. concrete and like you're... What it is you're twisting, you know, you're rolling your ankle, like you're break, you're falling right on your leg. It's, yeah, you know, it's just so much like when I crash my bike, I like it's over the bars usually. I'm putting my hands out, and I don't know, I've just rolled my ankles so many times. And that any bad injuries, any anything um, break breaks, like fractures. I remember walking around for like a month with a fractured ankle. Really? My mom was like, "No, it's not, it's not." And then <laughs> finally. Got an X-ray and it, it was fractured. <laughs> really? Yeah. Did they have to re-break it? No, um, not no. All but right. I was on crutches. All right. For a while. All right. I have had to have that done to my arm. Re Reset. The re-break. Yeah. yeah. But I like fell out of a tree when I was a kid <laughs> playing ninjas. All right. So um, fast, fast forward. So you go to Vermont. Yeah. And and I you worked on. I worked at Mount Snow. Okay. And actually, I was an intern for the X Games there two years in a row. Oh, you were? Yeah. Yeah. So how did you get into media? Kind of starting with that. Okay. Um, I was just kind of around like live events. I was always into music. You know, I used to go on like fish tour and stuff and do the whole festival stuff. That was like huge back in the, that. That, that, that seems antithetical. It seems, you know, it wasn't the skater thing to be into. Kind of wasn't, but actually I brought my board and there was a turn where like the fish kids started rocking skateboard gear. Really? There was totally. And they, they got, they all, they, they got all like dank down and they were all hip and they loved wearing the sneakers and shit and the baggy jeans. Like yeah, their style, like in that, that age, like yeah, right around the, the heyday of fish really. Yeah. 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 Late nineties, like yeah. even a little earlier. There was a turn where the fish kids started acting like skaters because it wasn't like Grateful Dead, like the real it's fish. It's a very kids, New England thing. Yeah, yeah, and the whole skater vibe is it, that whole kind of 
you know, it, it, it definitely, uh, the people that I get along with now mm-hmm. were in that scene. Yeah. For sure. Right. I, I didn't, I got into the jam stuff later. I got in the jam stuff into college, you know, I yeah. was like in a punk. Well, that's when I got into it, but yeah. like I was just Being in, in Vermont before you. Well, I was getting into it because the scene in, in Boston was like, that's where it turned. Like the kind really? of punk stuff kind of wore off and it kind of got into jam stuff for a little bit. Wow. So, you know, I actually went to a uh, uh, private high school, Okay. you know, the prep school hippie kind of thing. And okay. Kind of got turned on to it there. Yeah. Um. So I got into it, uh, like right around Providence, which had a pretty cool scene too. And yeah, yeah, I, I ended up going up to Vermont. I had a, a buddy that worked at the mountain, got me the gig. I was like, hell yeah, dude, I'm doing that. And how, what, what were you, must've been like 19? Um, so I turned 21, like October, 1999. Okay. So like yeah, Y2K came, I was like just 21 you know like barely 21 so that was a big deal it must you guys must have been partying your fucking asses off yeah dude it was crazy <laughs> like the just there was no was there's there was no you you weren't you weren't carrying around cell phones yeah that's crazy there's no too. cameras yeah there was it was just you know and especially you're into that early fish and skating mm. You you got you. It, that's an angsty scene, man. Could have gotten a lot of cool memories, uh, you know, if there was more access to that stuff. And I thought I think about that all the time. Like the stuff that we used to do would have translated so well to to pictures and yeah. You know, nobody had the cameras like they do now. No, you know. Yeah. Nobody wanted to put a camera in my hand like my parents. No, you know what I mean. Really. Yeah, so I, was like, so I never how did, had my got my hands on them. So so how did the camera finally get in your hand through through because you SMCC, dude? Oh, I really all right. like. All right, so so let's I have let's, a whole piece, a whole bunch of shit between then and now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so that so all right, so you get into the X Game stuff. Yeah, at Stowe, it, at Mount Snow, which is Mount Snow, south of Stowe. Okay, yeah, it's near Brattleboro. It's really not that far up. And what were you doing for with them? I was uh, van operations. Okay. And then you know worked on as an intern for the for ESPN. Oh wow! When I first. So were they filming stuff there? Oh yeah. Really? Like, yeah, big time. Okay. Yeah, I mean that was some of the first like Winter X Games. They wow. had the the summer ones. They had a few summer ones. Yeah. This is like. You know the third or fourth winter one. See, when I was coming up, the winter stuff was all out in Colorado. Yeah, yeah. So I know. You know, they had it at Mount <laughs> Snow of all places. It was like wow. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it's like, not well, great. X Games at Mount Snow. That's you it's know, not great skiing. It's not great snowboarding. Mount Snow is not. It's the closest mountain to New York, and that's really the only to New York City. And that's like maybe that was the selling point. That's really it. Yeah, I mean, everybody flying into New York. Well, yeah, so it, it had, it would, they they wanted to, you know, I can see why they would have the X Games there because of the draw from Boston and New York, for sure. Like, yeah. they would get a ton of people there, maybe even more so than the crowd. some of the places out west where you have to travel a lot more. Okay. You know. That makes you, sense. You even have Connecticut the X, people that would come up to X Games Snow. was a crowd event. Oh, it, for sure. Before it was film. It was all live. It oh, was yeah. about It was about performing Getting for the crowd. Getting people there. There was tons of people there. Really? Yeah. Okay. And crowd management was a huge part of it. And and you were you moved your way from intern into event management with the yeah, ma- with operations, the operations, event operations. Like I was still pretty young and 
you know, so there'd be like, you know, they had a few clubs there. And so we'd, you know, you know, set up the stage and, you know, do all that, the lights. Um, oh, so you were, it was, it was like concerts. I was basically, and then like races and like events during the day. I mostly worked at night. Okay. I'd snowboard all day and come in like for second shift and do all the night stuff. Mostly like putting stuff away by that point, but. It, was That's it, how I got into it. Was it hotel stuff, like in ballrooms? Some of it, for sure. Some of it, yeah. yeah. I never worked at the hotels, but like, yeah, no, we'd go into like some of those, you know, they had like a the Grand Summit Hotel, which was pretty new, and they would put all, all kinds of events in there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, You must have, how long were you doing that? How long are you there? I think I was there for about five years. So you got your I hands I, on a lot of stuff. Yeah, I think I like started like kind of, not really working at the mountain right around the fifth season. I started blowing glass. Oh, really? So I did the whole glass blowing thing. Okay. And that, yeah. I have a few friends that are glass blowers. Mm. I yeah. picked that up from some of the people that came to the area. So you were in the scene, man. Dude, I was heavy into the scene. <laughs> I've seen fish like in Europe and stuff, like traveling on Europe. Really? Scene, yeah. All right. But honestly, like, I'm not I a never super, really. I can't afford to be a fish fan right not now. Not anymore, man. Yeah. Dude, back in the day, we used to get free tickets. Like, I would never pay. Like, no. I would never got shut out. Like, it's <laughs> crazy. Like, yeah. I traveled all over the country, like, came back with, like. So you did tours? Yeah, I did a few full tours. Really? Yeah. All right. Uh, like I said, uh, Europe, been up to into Canada, all over the country. Wow. Festival things, too. All right. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Um, I, my first fish show was, um, was an MSG run, uh, was in was a new year's MSG run. Oh man. <laughs> what a wild. Yeah. You go there for like three or four days and it feels like you've been there for like weeks. Yeah. All the shit that happens. We only stayed the third day because we literally couldn't drive home. <laughs> like we didn't have the physical strength yeah, to gone <laughs> and we were like we slept in my car you know we like i like found what looked like to be an okay place to park and and we just curl up me it was me and my buddy dylan and um and we curl up and sleep in, in my in my jeep grand cherokee and uh wake up and we're right next to a statue of liberty viewing park <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Have your morning constitutional next to the. We slept for like fourteen hours. Oh, did you really? <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. I, but you know what? Woke I'm up not in surprised. Like the evening. I've done shit like that. Yeah. Me and my buddies ate some like you know ganja food. We used to call it ganja food back then. Yeah. Uh, they call them edibles now. Yeah, yeah. Like, like kind of towards the end of a concert, got it like actually what like Calm on down. our way out. Dude, we ate it and then just like we're sitting in the car, you know. We fell asleep, dude. Wake up, everybody's gone, dude. <laughs> we're the only van left in the parking lot. Show's over, everybody's gone. <laughs> you know, there's thousands of people there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, Shit I like that. La so la I mean, last time I saw the fish was actually here. Uh, was actually at the um, a uh, couple years ago, and they did the poster that was like, uh, "Have you seen them lately?" They did. They did. I've, I haven't seen them. It and, was, uh, they played. They played the arena. I, last here. time I saw them here, it was here, but before the Civic Center was redone. Okay, yeah. yeah so it was. So it, was, it, was it was there. It was. It was like my. It was. It was just a, a year or two. I had been living here, so it was probably like four years ago, 
And um and I just, you know, maybe it was maybe it was that arena or or maybe it was like I don't know what it was, but I just remember thinking like I'd rather be seeing a dead cover band right now. The arena wasn't that great. <laughs> and I saw Fish there like probably 10 years before that and it sucked too. Yeah. Something about the the Civic Center. It's a hockey house like it doesn't yeah. it didn't sound good. It's not great for a show. I didn't think so. I, although I, I, even though I I did see Dead and Co at in Worcester at a very similar setup of arena and I also did, didn't have a great time. I just don't think I like those arenas. It's a, yeah. They're ne- it's never a good setup. Uh, but the best time I did see fish was at the man in Philly. Um, I, I got to, I got to see them and, and I had that. Is that a, like a smaller club or no, the man is, um, it's like the, a, the, it, it's the a spectrum, it's, the old spectrum. It's a shed. Um, it's a, it's a it's shed a hanger. It, uh, it's, it's like a big wooden shed. It's almost like a similar setup to a, like a pavilion where okay. it's like, like half of it's like under. And then half of it's like a lawn and it's got a pretty big lawn out back. So amphitheater. Yeah. 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 Amphitheater. It, the man is a pretty well-known one. I think they call it a shed just cause it's wood, but oh, cool. But, um, yeah, that was the show that they, you know, they, they plucked me up and spun me around and yeah. reformed me in their image. I've had and- a few of those. Yeah. <laughs> they blown my mind. You know, you look. I I don't really act like a fish head or anything. No, but like, I would have never guessed. Yeah, um, and I you know I don't collect the tapes or whatever. I don't really listen to them that much. If I'm gonna listen to jam band music, it's probably gonna actually be the Dead. Yeah. Um, like if it's on satellite radio, the Dead channel. Sure. But yeah, going to the shows and then just like the traveling, and it's the best way to travel. Yeah. Right? You know, going show to show, city to city, with all these crazy people, and a lot of my best friends a lot of attention do that. Yeah. A lot of my best friends and have made lives around it and and either, you know, Van Glass and, and drive around and do it and mm-hmm. or just go date to date. Like my my good buddy, um now he uh he just got back from seeing the disco biscuits in yeah. T- Tennessee and yeah, so a lot of my good friends, you know, make make, you know, tour stops a priority yeah. for sure. I was living that life. I would, you know, spend the the downtime blowing glass, get a few cases going. Yeah. Take it with me. Yes. And it was like sketchy back then. Like with glass. Yeah. Yeah. John Ashcroft, the uh well, the US attorney or what no. The, yeah, uh, we talked about Operation Pipe Dreams. Yes. Yeah. Uh and and they, they were come, coming after him. Yeah. After pipe makers, taxes and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, I had so actually so episode two here I had my friend Sable, Sable Hayes on. Uh and she came up around the same time. She's few years younger but uh she she learned she learned at that time how to blow glass like yeah, like same. when they were cracking down same dude yeah and there was not a lot out there it was still a craft where people did not want to be very liberal with just sharing you know their knowledge of how to do it because it was sketchy it was like tattooing like well because like if if everybody can blow glass then you know what I mean? That's a good point. Yeah. You know, it, it's not as valuable. It's not magical like people think. No. It's it's a craft. It's you a trade. practice. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, you see these wild things after they're done and you just, how the hell did you do that? And But if you, you know, the cat's out of the bag, it's just not as great anymore. It's, like, it's physics. Yeah. Yeah. So 
you know, it was, it was like that. And there wasn't the resources like there are now that, you know, anything you want to do these days, you just type it into YouTube. Like, yeah, it wasn't a thing back then. So did you apprentice for somebody? Um, yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, that That's took you me around. Yeah. I, I worked, I ended up working for a shop in, in the town that Mount Snow is in West, okay. West Dover. Okay. And I did an internship there. It was kind of like, you know, at a tattoo shop kind of thing. Did he have thing. a torch in the back kind of thing? Yeah. They had a couple of bench, a few torches. Okay. And I got like, you know, plenty of free bench time. I just would kind of run, you know, run the counter, yeah. clean up and shit. And now it was Vermont. So it was more lax, but not really. It was. I feel like that's a misconception about Is it? I don't think Vermont is as liberal as people think think it is. Well, I mean, they're kind of the last to come around. That and like, there's just not as many police, I guess. Okay. But like, they they're not like just letting people do whatever they want. Like, all right. I was always a little bit, and and it was the times too, like we said, John Ashcroft, and you know the hippies were being scrutinized, and mm-hmm. weed was like as bad as any other drug. Well, the whole still. thing, and it was, you know. It it was like we were working on a shop that was still like, is this shop legal? We we was still like, we didn't know. That's kind of what <laughs> I was getting to. Was it like if people came in and kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudge, ask you for the case? You know, you you had the thing that you could pick. It wasn't up from quite the there, but yeah. it it was not far from that. Okay. Yeah, it could have like we were just wondering like who's gonna come in and like are we just gonna get shut down? Are we gonna you know get arrested like who knows like but you were willing, very uncertain you were willing to live that life take that risk. i didn't really have a lot of you know i wanted to learn how to do it and i don't know there wasn't much else going on in that town when uh the mountain wasn't going yeah so <laughs> <laughs> yeah i didn't i was i was seriously nervous all the time and I, i'm a lot more cool-headed i think than some of my other my friends that i was around and, yeah so they were just like not as like careful, you know. <laughs> so I was like, I was worried that they were gonna get me in trouble, <laughs> which has happened, dude. I've I, like I've definitely gotten into trouble and shit because of people being stupid. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Just not being discreet, I guess. You know, we're blowing yeah. glass bongs in like this little ski town, and you know, were there arrests? Were there busts? No, no. But no. it was always it was always a possibility. Yeah. I mean, I mean, hell, even even when I grew up, it was a possibility. Even when I, I mean, we're, now we're talking about the same time where, like, you know, I was in high school, oh two to oh seven, and you mm-hmm. said that you were about twenty one around that time, and uh, so we're talking about that yeah. same time, like oh two, you know, I was yeah, twenty two. So yeah, so you're you're in Vermont, you're working for a head shop, you're learning how to blow glass, yeah, you're blowing glass, and you're getting my own gear while I was still there, and and you're basically doing it all just to get back on tour in the summer that's what it was back then yeah okay yeah. all right so what got you out of that life uh okay well what got me out of vermont was um so where we were in, in brattleboro area like we were like kind of above brattleboro but brattleboro is kind of right above that western corridor of massachusetts okay yeah that kind of goes down i think that's route 93 there's like Northampton, Amherst. 
That's where we used to go and hang out. That's not 93. 93 is oh, east. No, but it's, um, 91? Yeah. I know where you're talking about, though. It goes, it's, like, from Vermont through Massachusetts into Connecticut. Yes. Yep. And we we spent a lot of time going up and down that road. Cause well, because Amherst was popping. There was nothing Always going poppin'. on where we were. So, like, we'd go down there. Amherst and uh, Northampton had a lot of clubs. Okay. Northampton's, like, a little bit kind of like Portland. I never, I never really. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I was never really west of Worcester. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a different vibe out Western Mass than you know the shore. Yeah, sure. it's it's different. Yeah, my joke is anything west of Worcester is the fucking Midwest. Basically, you might as well be in it's Ohio. It's almost kind of like yeah, you know, <laughs> you, and then you start to get into those weird areas of like New York, like yeah, and Albany, and like there's some really crappy areas. I had no there. business out there. No, <laughs> no. it's kind, it's it's like you know the Appalachia of New England. Yeah, you know. It, Goes along like the Berkshires and stuff, and there's all those like rundown towns. Yep. Springfield is just a dump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I dated a girl from out there from, uh, right. Grew, she's, she always said she was from Springfield, but she was from one of those border towns in mm. Springfield. So, needless to say, I kind of couldn't wait to get out of there. So, we were hanging out. It was actually like a, it was on Bob Marley's birthday because we went to some reggae show okay. in Northampton. Yeah. And I ended up hanging out with this girl. Um, she came up to see me uh, up in Vermont, and uh, you know we're hanging out. I just wasn't there was wasn't a lot of ladies around. Okay. You know the Vermonsters, it was what we used to call them. Uh, she was from Connecticut, but she was going to Mecca in the fall or whatever. I think oh. like April is when I met her. Wow! But yeah, she was going to Mecca in the fall, and I already knew a lot of people around here. Okay, just from tour, really. Actually, I met them from tour. That's yeah. how I knew. Like, yeah, I'd already. Rocked it in Portland for a little bit. So I moved here with her. Wow. Yeah. Like I was, I had just kind of left that shop. I had all my own gear. I was, I had my own shop there. I was, it wasn't like a retail shop, but like I was blowing glass myself. I was doing it my own, on my own. But so you left there with the skill and the know-how to open your own thing. Yeah. And then I came to Portland, which was much more like hop in it in like much better art scene like way better fit for me way better it's what i've heard i've heard that back in Port we're talking i moved here in like 2002 or three late 2002 2003. yeah okay yeah so right around that time um at that time i mean i was in high school i was i was I was a blue haired little like ringleader punk shit cool. into like playing, you know, playing my Blink 182 covers and, and no effects and, or is that too? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I went to all the warp tours. Oh yeah. Uh, of, all the way from eighth grade through senior year, all six years or all five At years. Great there. Woods? Uh I was there. We used to sneak into that place all the time. Yeah, I went to the one. I went to the one at, at Great Woods in the parking lot. I think they did it two years there in the parking lot. The mm. first one I went to was at Suffolk Downs. Mm -hmm. Uh, in uh, they did it in the middle of the racetrack and the gr in the green in the middle of the racetrack at Suffolk Downs. That was nice. the first one I went to. That must have been in. That must have been oh one oh two thousand one two thousand two ish either one. But Alkaline Trio was one of the headliners there. You know, it was like right. I wasn't into Simple Plan, but it was like right before Simple Plan. You know, that was one of those bands that like it's like the heyday of pop punk was. That's what yeah. I was in. That yeah. was my thing. Was pop punk all the way. No, uh, no effects. Bad religion. The whole ska thing. You know, I, I was really following like Epitaph Records. Yeah. Um, rancid. Rancid. One hundred percent. Op Ivy. Yes. 
predating the, the, that, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. the end. We of could it. talk about but, that for a but, long time. But we, yeah. but yeah, but it was all informed by that SoCal scene. Yeah, that SoCal scene was like what you know. I was looking, I was reading about an AP magazine, you know, and following the record labels and, and playing, playing the music and trying to write my music like that. And then weird enough, like a, like Alkaline Trio kind of found its way in there. So like that Chicago thing too, a little bit, but you know, they were like the only band to come out of there really. And, but yeah, that's what I was doing around that time. So by that time you were tired, <laughs> you were, yeah. you were off, off tour and you, yeah. and you, and you come set up shop in Portland. I man. came to set up and I was businessman. I was yeah. <laughs> glass blowing, working it. I had just was just getting started. <laughs> Piles, of, you know. Really? Yeah. I had all the. They had to make the new twenties because I had all the old ones, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that I joke. Just came, came here and just started stacking papers. I man. like that joke. Yeah, <laughs> I did. And back then, like, there was not a lot of glass blowers up here, so like, I came here at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Killed it when I first got here. Cool, man. Our our shop was in the State Theater building. Really? Fucking best time of my life. Wow. Yeah. That sounds like a heyday, man. Yeah. You know Justin Hendrickson? You might not. He's he's not really in the scene anymore. He was like the house manager there. No. Sounds familiar. I'm new. He would always be like through and through, man. Really? I think the back door's open, dudes. (laughs) (laughs) But our 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 studio was in the building, I want to say like third or fourth or fifth floor. It was up there, but it was on the back side. And I don't know if you know where the alley is, where yeah. they load in. Yeah. So, like, we could see out our back window into the backstage door there. Wow. So you could see when people we were. We would see them coming in and in. out. And then, like, during the day, they'd just have the doors open and sound checking. So, yeah. like, we'd be blowing glass. And Bobby and Rat Dog would be, like, sound checking or whoever, like, all yeah. kinds of bands. Yeah. I've done a yeah. couple load-ins there. Yeah. I so broke you know down me. STS9 there. Oh, sick. <laughs> I like them a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was some of the last, like, when I was kind of, like, Phasing out of jam bands like that was they hit yeah they were yeah that was kind of the last starting, kinda, yeah. yeah they changed a lot their sound my favorite band really is is this band called Topapod uh, and they 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 actually came out of Alston uh, they were Berkeley band nice and they they kind of took over that sound you know the the guitarist and the bassist are is are big fish guys mm-hmm. and uh, and then and then but and then the keyboardist and the drummer are like big into Prague. And so they kind of took that like That's an interesting combo. Yeah, they kind of took that like sound, but and it made it like funky, housey, but like breakdowns. Like yeah, loved it. Back yeah, then. yeah, it was fresh. It was fresh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Back then, uh, th- this was, was it like, like all noodly, like you know, hippie, like happy shit. You know. Yep. Like it was, it was kind of mixing that like club vibe in there. And yes. Like, yeah. The late night set vibe. That, yeah. Because because. Because uh, Camp chill. Camp Bisco was must yeah. have been the biggest thing happening around then. Um, that was definitely in full steam. Like Gorilla Biscuits were took off. Then. Yeah, the Gorilla Biscuits. Oh no, Gorilla, <laughs> yeah, Disco, the Disco Biscuits. Biscuits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that must have been the biggest thing happening. So, so the whole scene was informed by that fucking weekend. You know. Yeah, I mean, uh, everybody went. I I never really got too much into Bisco and. Not me, were, so me neither. And how were, I even they were everybody got too fucked up for me. Yeah. All they right. We circle so back to that into drugs at the disco. Biscuits. See, I definitely I, you know, I, 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 I like got out of punk and and got into drugs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like and but like 
it got into it through, you know, like the indie rock party scene in Austin, mm-hmm. you know, That's and it cool, was though. like, yeah. So it was like, respect to Austin. it was like, it went hand in hand. And then I was one of those guys that, you know, the party just didn't end and mm-hmm. now I'm sober. So <laughs> two men, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah. smoke reefer, but I haven't had a drink in a long time. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I, you know, I can't touch any of it. Yeah, I'm allergic. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, I don't know if I'm allergic, but I feel a lot better. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but um, but yeah, it was just it, the party scene, man. It just it started getting dictated by the party, uh, partying. Well, and then K was about the yeah, dude, K, yeah, Molly. Um, and you actually, you know what was starting to fire off was the uh, oxys were just really starting. You know? I grew up into that. Dude. Yeah, uh, yeah, I grew. Kids, sorry, were fucking pillheads. I mean, half, literally, like half the kids I grew up with are, you know, no longer yeah. with us. You know, I grew. Uh, I, I can, I've had so many. Yeah. Or that, or like, I don't know if they're in jail or dead. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it. It. You know, just grew up. Grew up into that that I opioid never, epidemic. Never got into it. Really. I saw it from afar. It's like that's not for me. Yeah, you could I don't see. Like it being sounds out of like you like saw that. it young. Yeah. That, that you were just like. I kind of already had been through kind of a parting phase where. It never really got that bad, but I could see like I was already kind of done with it. I didn't need to. You can you know, see the experiment. people on the other side yeah. of that, yeah. yeah, which isn't the place to be right. for anybody, yeah, you know. Um, but so, but you're in your heyday up here in Portland, and you're in yeah. your, and you're you're you must have still been running into people you knew from from the road, yeah, because that was still like, um. Like I was still feeding off that. I would still go see stuff local. I'd still bring the cases out. I'd still go to like any amphitheater within 150 miles no, still no. to like just to, yeah, okay. to work. All yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you were bringing cases around, working yeah. working lot. Yeah, because there weren't, weren't a lot of shops. Okay. So working lot, like, got a lot more money. Yeah. 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 Um, My buddy does rap. My same buddy, yeah. Murph, he does rap. And he'll 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 bring a few stuff around. He's kind of people know, enough people know him where he'll bring custom pieces around now. But a lot less sketchy. Yeah, to, like to, to be making metal jewelry. raps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Those are really nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's talented at it too. He's good. Yeah, he's, he's real good. He's my partner in this. My so I call it the girl. You know, the girl that I I moved here with. Yes, she went to Mecca for metalsmithing. So oh, she, really? she would make wraps okay. and I would make like glass pieces, like beads and shit to, for her to wrap like, yeah. with, with the, the jemmy shit too. Cool. Yeah. So yeah. That's I, real I did cool. that too. Yeah. So did you guys, and you, and you must've had, uh, you must've had your son around this time. Yeah. So we got married. We were together about five years before we got married. My son was born in 2007. Okay. So we probably got married in 2006. Life was good then. You guys were happy. Dude, we bought like the last house on the peninsula under two hundred thousand dollars, and um, are you guys still together? No, no, no. Okay, yeah, but you were happy then. I was, I was, I was moderately happy. Okay, as happy yeah. as as happy as an ex. I was doing guy good. Can, yeah. I, I like uh, looked like I should be happy. I think. Okay. I should have been happy. What wasn't I, what wasn't making you happy? I think what like doing it? the more I was living the American dream, the more I didn't want to. I think I was like, what you fought whole, against your whole life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now then, now I had the little two bedroom house, the white picket fence, and the baby in the basket. And I get that. Yeah, I totally get that. And what I think really was the the beginning of it was when I when 
we found out we were going to have my son. I got the job in event management with the city of Portland. That stability really I did that. Literally, I did that. Started to shake. So you. I could get the the health benefits and have a child. And so life started life started to look real, really it, real. It was real. Yep. Yeah. It's no longer, you know, yeah. one big party. Yeah. I mean. Started phasing out the glass blowing was going away. Really? We left the state theater building. They didn't want us to have the gases in there, which I get it. You know, we pushed it for as long as we could. These Did you days, have to hide it, it for a little while? Happen. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. back then it was cool. Okay. Uh, yeah. I know my friend, she does it out of like her, uh, her buddy's like shed or something. His, yeah. His a lot of, <laughs> yeah. A lot of. So one of the dudes actually that I got started blowing glass, like he bought like my original gear, you know, okay. when I upgraded, yeah. I got him into it. One of my old friends from tour, uh, his name's Brian, but he goes by KGB. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, it's familiar. I am aware of him. Yeah. Yeah. So he's done pretty well for himself and he's been, he's stuck with it. Yeah. So he started blowing glass, you know, a few years after I did, okay. I kind of got him started, showed, showed him how to, how to do it. Then I was into glass for a while. Yeah, I he, was into it. Like when I came up, it was like the roar stuff yeah. and like that. So I got, got all really scientific. Yeah. Uh, and then I always liked, I like my first tattoo was of my first bowl. Oh, that's cool. And like, really? Like, so yeah, you were into it. <laughs> I loved glass, you yeah. know, and I loved, I loved weed and I, you know, I started smoking weed 14 and smoked daily until I was 26, wow. you know, it's yeah. like, what got me off was the Xanax. I got hooked on Xanax and the and weed it's started freaking, f- freak me out. But yeah, it's a, but farmies are just no but way. I love glass and some of my friends really were able to invest in that you know multi thousand dollar art glass scene like I have some good friends with some cases man I liked those people for sure <laughs> yeah. I liked when three people would show up and next thing you know I've got like two thousand dollars worth of orders on the table you know yeah tickets all right so your buddy KGB KGB yeah he's he does the donuts yes yes okay that's yeah. where I know him and from. he's still rocking it man he's like the Those donuts are everywhere. Bar. Yeah. Yeah. He's done really well. And it's like, you know, it's not so much his amazing skills. It's like him and his persona and like his cool niche that he made with the donuts and yeah. the packaging and the brand. It's like that guy Sherbert with the pencils. Yeah. Yeah. He 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 branded it. Yeah. And and now he's known. His donuts are hot, man. Dude, he's like the he's he's up there, like in the upper echelon of of glass blowing personalities. You ever run into Waldo Wonders? No. Okay. I might have. He's a good friend of mine. Is he? Yeah. He's out he he's from, out west now though. He's from, from Montana. But I met him around here. He opened a shop in Boston called uh Greenside Up. No. Okay. I was just wondering. Uh you know. Yeah. No, I don't know him. He reps glass blowers and he he, he carries people's he care he's a dealer. Yeah. So he carries people's stuff. That was just starting up, like people actually being like reps. Yeah. Sales reps. Yeah. Like that wasn't even a thing because it was so underground and it was, everybody was afraid. Yeah. It was like, a, it was pretty. You illegal. sold your own shit. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. It's and a there big was business, not though. a lot of, yeah, it, it's huge. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually still, like, I Do you haven't, still blow? Um, so I was working for Brian okay. uh, before COVID hit. Like, oh. Yeah, I worked through the the holidays. Last year and um Were you just doing his prep or Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't bad though. It's a good job. It was cool. That's where we he's were making I, some, he's making money, you know. He's got he's his making thing. enough to pay me and it yeah. was like cool. I'd just come in, you know, spend a few hours, a couple you, you hundred bucks in my shit. pocket. You got a, a couple of decades under your belt, yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. 
he like you know tells the story of how we started glass blowing like in the paper like he gets interviewed and stuff and it's like <laughs> the story he's telling is like me and him really he, yeah hope <laughs> dude yeah so i got him off the ground and like i, I don't want to take all the credit but no like, you guys were friends you yeah. guys were doing it together and we were friends before glass blowers like either of us really from tour yeah okay and he was from syracuse i love that yeah i love that and i don't even know how i met him made my day he I love that yeah, story he knew some people that were from portland okay from tour yeah and so we just met somewhere okay. new york i want to say maybe i know yeah tour that's a the, the, the big blur <laughs> yeah who knows some show some parking lot sure and we end up crashing at his place in the queues um the queues yeah we always call it the queues <laughs> the cuse is loose yeah <laughs> yeah yeah all right cool, there's a lot man. lot of shows happening along nine route 90 there along yeah upstate new york yeah so like having kids in syracuse was cool because well, like you're way the frig on the other side of the state so it's like yeah you could hang out over there some friends do you ever like uh i i when i got into the scene it was less about tour or it was still about tour but festivals, what right? what I got into was the festivals, yeah, and and the small festivals, the two thousand person stuff, mm-hmm. uh, like and my my friends, you know, my how I got into jam music was because my friends at college threw a festival called mm-hmm. Camp Coldbrook in Western Mass, in Barry Mass, and uh, and literally my first work, you know, I just I just I was in class with them, and I was like, hey, I, I you know, I hear you're doing this thing, I'd like to tag along if you could use a hand. And then I ended up working all three they did and becoming really good friends. My my partner in this now, they do Murph, the jeweler, he was part of that crew, you know. And Is that how you got started in the this whole production stuff? Um, pretty much. I mean, I went to school for it, yeah. and and then and then and then kind of fell headfirst into jam. I actually meant to ask you, was your high school take? Did you do anything in high school? Like- I was a musician. Okay, but uh, it wasn't through your school. Like you were just no, no. I was just I was, I was musician through through school, and I played I played the upright bass in the, in the, in orchestra, and then I played punk bass in at home, you know, oh, cool. and and yeah. like played in punk bands, and then and then brought my blue hair over to and brought my blue hair <laughs> and put on a suit and played in the orchestra too. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and and I was I was looking at like you lol for performance. I was kind of getting ready for a Berkeley audition. I kind of had a connection to at Berkeley I was going to try to swing. And then um, you know, I got, you know, I got a little too high and a little too lazy and didn't practice enough and and mm-hmm. you know, f- and took a sidestep into engineering mm-hmm. and just and and majored in party. <laughs> Well said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I throw parties. You know, it's yeah. like now I learned how to throw a party. Mm-hmm. Really. You know, and, and I'm fucking good at it. I like to throw a party, and, and that's what I. You know, I'm, it's what I do for a living now. Is I, I throw a party, and I, I I fucking love parties, man. I'm really good yeah. at it. Or is a sick house. It's fun. Yeah. And we got to build it too. Basically, you know, like we got given. F- we, Dude, that we, place we, used to. We were peeling the plastic off shit. I remember there. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Had you ever seen the what it looked like before? I was in there once. Mm-hmm. I was in there. I saw. Um, they had all kinds of shows there still, but it was like yeah, the the ceiling was so low and 
Yeah, I remember it was like you walked in the same door, but you went like down a couple steps, and then yeah. there was the two bars, and the stage was that part still kind of looks a little bit familiar, like when you first walk in. Well, that's I mean, all. That that's bar all wasn't old there. building. Yeah, uh, up that pre-function area is all old building yeah. still. Yeah, yeah. and that, the restaurants all the same yeah. facelift. Right. Yeah, but yeah, not still the same kind of everything. Place, but everything past polished. there, I think, got torn down and built back up. Yeah, and I just can't believe like it's pretty tore, in there, man. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, tore that ceiling off. That was like the best thing that place could have done. Oh, oh. what I remember about what was, what did it used to be called? Oh, it was the asylum. The asylum. It's still the same owners. Yeah. Oh, that good. That's yeah. cool. But it was just the low ceiling and like the sound was never good. But like they had like so many. It was terrible. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was, like, okay. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> yeah. I went to one show there. It was like some throwback pop punk thing. Mm-hmm. I forget who now. Um, I couldn't hang, man, yeah. because because it was a it was a, it was an eighteen plus show, so they had to keep the alcohol to the back, so they were mixing for the back of the uh, room. I remember that how yeah. they would uh, separate the room. They were mi- and we still do sometimes, but they they were mixing for the back of the room, so it was yeah. just loud. But it's it's I I think it's a really beautiful sounding room now. Oh gosh, it's probably. I mean, I know that. Yeah, we don't the, have to. Uh, we don't have to say anything too yeah, big, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's it's a nice sounding room now. Dude, we, it's, <laughs> it's got top of the line gear in it, and and yeah. and the and the guys who make I think now it's the guys the, who make the top of the line gear came and tuned the room, and and you know it's it's a professional outfit there yeah. now. And so I got I had I had a um I have a I fell face first into into festivals. But that was always kind of, you know, I never, I never made my living doing that. I, I made my living doing corporate AV in hotels. Mm-hmm. And so right out of college, I mean, in college, I just, I didn't even work. I, I did, I did special events for city of Boston. And then I did special events for the state of Massachusetts. It was all part-time just, you know, build up. And then, um, and I partied and I, and I built a recording studio. There's another bottle down here. And I, I built a recording I built my a recording studio in my apartment and I, I and I kind of moved that studio around a couple different places and lived you know I always had multiple roommates and we always recorded each other but I got out of college and I was like I panicked so I just went straight to my fallback which was corporate AV and so I started working for PSAV um, uh, which is like in 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 hotel uh, where they're like contracted into hotels and so I would so- show. So like hotel chains go to that company, to- and we they we my office was in the hotel. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so I reported to like a Hyatt every day in a suit and tie, and set up ballrooms mm-hmm. with you know speakers and sticks and I'm projectors. Glad you didn't and- kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did that. You know, I did that for like six years, and so now hey, that's a gig, man. Dude, I, I tuned. I tuned my ear. Mm-hmm. You know, I can call mm-hmm. frequencies. I can mix, mm-hmm. you know, I know how to ring a room. Cause that stuff has to be clean, man. You know, like yeah. That's the corporate thing. It's always crispy and white. And yeah. And I got to the point where I was kind of the, you know, I was a sought after audio guy there. Like, cause I could tune the room and I could get things done quick and I could tear fast. I could tear and flip rooms really quick. And so, and cause I never got rid of my beard. And so, um, so some of the hotels, some of like the Four Seasons stuff and some of the really high end stuff, they could only have me in their hotel like after hours for the after hours flips. Are you serious? Yeah. Because you had a beard? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. In Boston. Yeah. 
Really? Yeah, yeah. In San Diego, I went and lived in San Diego with my buddy right out of college, and that's where I got hired with the company. It was really I got hired by Swank, which is like the number two company. I feel weird talking about myself, but we're we're catching up here, and uh, and so I got I got hired by Swank in San Diego, and um, we had to be clean shaven because we had to be ready to go to report to any hotel. Oh, the name is Swank. Well, they got started as a they got started as a movie distribution company, and then and then got and then bought into AV, and then were the number two AV AV company worldwide. And but their their niche was the high end stuff, so they weren't they weren't quite big enough to where the standards were lowered, and like like PSAV was so big, such a massive worldwide company that their standard you know when you get big the bigger you get your the lower your standards end up being. Mm-hmm. And they were still every single new hire that Swank brought on, they would send to their headquarters in St. Louis and go through a week training. And so, like, I went through like their like high end, you know, week training at, at of corporate AV. You know, learn how to like you 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 put your hands on almost every piece of gear they owned. You learn how to set up screens, and so it was like this intensive training after college. You know, and so um, so specialized. So, it's a but specialized it, world. Yeah, yeah, and so. It, PSAV ended up buying Swank like a month after I got hired, and so so like the first couple years, the, the whole time I was there was like this transition into each other. But I always worked at PS, I always worked at Swank Properties because I had the Swank training, and uh, and you know it was just I, I I never wanted to be in corporate, but it got me ready for you know this this in hybrid club, you know where like we do a lot of rental events and, and it is, it is a higher end, more professional, you know, venue in town, but we can also, you know, take the collars off and run around with radios and, and throw a rock show in there. I went through a a phase and I'm jumping ahead, but yeah, we're just kind of shooting the shit now. If anybody's still listening, I'm sorry. (laughs) I, uh, (laughs) I, uh, you know, I got divorced. Um, Oh yeah. But, Kind of like when I was going through this like midlife crisis thing, I was going to like shows every day. This was like in 2016. Okay. Every show in Portland getting like free tickets. Really? I'd like hang out out front and wait for the show to start or something and people are running in and going back to my old tour mentality, you know, like yeah. survival instincts. And I'd yeah. get into all these shows yeah. for nothing. Wow. For like 20 bucks. Like, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I'd let a guy like you in. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) If I'm walking around checking the perimeter, yeah, you got your finger up outside. Yeah, be like he's with me. Yeah. Oh, that's cool because (laughs) I've you know I back to the whole like working for the city. I I managed Merrill for a long time, and I was cool about. So Merrill was a city-owned venue. Yeah. Is it still a city-owned venue? I I would imagine it is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. I've it's only been in, I've Hall. only been there a few times. I worked for a company called Headlight AV, yeah, and we I can we, see you working for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I I got when I got here, I worked for them for two years, two and a half years. Mm-hmm. When I first got here, um, good people over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I learned a lot. I learned. I learned even. I learned cameras there. Oh, nice. Yeah, I really didn't get my hands on many cameras until I got. They there. They were always in there. Yeah, if we needed like a projector or a smaller. That's what know. I mean. We'd get in there and we'd set up projectors, and and I. I got really good at dialing in a projector. 
Uh, you know, you do it for six years. <laughs> you do it every day yeah. for six years. You get good at it. Yeah. And cool. uh, and cool. I got really good at dialing in a projector. And 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 yeah, we'd go in there. We'd set up our the biggest screens we have, the 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 eleven by fourteens, and and yeah. Yeah. So I I started there. I just got the job because I needed the. I think the I benefits. might have actually seen you there. Really? Yeah. I, if it was back, were you working there then? I worked there until like 2016. Okay, so maybe the first year there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how, I was the house manager. What made you feel like yeah. you wanted more? Um, well, so I just had had enough working for the city. I worked there for too long. Okay. Um, you know, I kept chasing the money and, and like trying to move up that scale, climb that ladder. And I was just pushing around emails and playing defense for the city. I was always like in that position where I was catching the, you know, it from both sides. I, I fell into that yeah. role. Yeah. That was kind of like the office I was working in. Especially for Merrill, especially for, you know, the kind of shows they do there where, you, yeah. yeah, where they're bringing plays through and then they're bringing a concert and then they're working with Waterfront and then you're doing this. Yeah, we do all that. that Waterfront stuff. And yeah. it, it's a lot of liaison. It's a lot of paperwork. It was a lot. A lot of trying to make everybody happy. Yeah. Couldn't do it. Couldn't couldn't do it anymore. Things my home life was Especially coming from, you know, a skater punk fish kid running around the streets. Working for the government now? It's <laughs> like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, yeah. So I probably would have been more happy if I just stuck to pushing around chain motors and maybe I would have gotten more into lighting, like, which yeah, is kind of like what I was wanting to do. Your knees would not be great, but yeah, like, no yeah, not. maybe it would just be less stressful, really. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, basically I, I had to leave that job. I, I took a leave of absence. I just kind of never went back. Overstressed. Yeah. Yeah. Just catching it from all yeah. angles. Yeah. And I, I had my daughter right around that time. and With, with was, the same Girl, yeah. you, all right. Yeah, yeah. You, now, did you stay married up until your daughter was born? And yeah, um, she was about like three or four when we got divorced. But soon after I left the city, I got divorced. It must have been, you know, when you don't like your job like that and you're stressed. I uh, I took off for a little bit. I did almost like half of the Appalachian Trail. Really? Yeah, I was gone okay. for a while. Wow. It is, uh, dude, honestly, event production is a stressful job. The hours. You don't, I'm, people don't realize it. Yeah. So but, you can relate to that for yeah. sure. You know, you've been, I, I relate to you, man. I see you guys up there. Like, I know you. I keep it like, stress-free, That's you know? And I see people like that. Yeah. I just don't know how they do it. I don't know either. I think maybe if I wasn't tied into the city and like getting. It's a little like, bit it, of sociopathy. Dude, yeah. You guys. Really? You yeah, know. I just never had the confidence. Like I always felt like, uh, like I was doing wasn't doing something right because, like, oh yeah, you know always. What I mean? yeah. yeah, you're always doing something wrong. Yeah, but that's the thing, you're always doing something wrong, no matter how right it gets. There's always something wrong. Yeah, and so it's perfect. not it's not your fault. Yeah, somebody's gonna be unhappy. Somebody all the time. Everything would come back to bite me in the ass. You know? All you can do is try to make the people that sign your checks happy. Yeah. That's all that that honestly, that's what keeps that's that's what keeps me level. I was a, a pretty good employee. Yeah, I was really good employee. Like, you know, I, I kicked ass. I, like, that's just kind of how I seems like you liked myself. it enough. I, I love being around. The you arts. took it seriously. Yeah. So but that's so that's what got you into film. So, yeah, I kind of like you know, wandered for a minute, but not too long. I, I got a job um, making tents and backpacks. 
down to Hyperlight Mountain Gear. I'm jealous of your life, man. Yeah. Really. <laughs> so I just, I, 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 you know, I grew up in the wrong time and, and, and I, you know, where you, you, you're, I'm, you know, I'm so forced to be straight laced and, and I'm just 30 now. I don't you know, see you like, like that. Well, it, it's, look at you. Dude. You got to play, awesome. you got to play the game a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. You're doing it. You're doing all right. <laughs> I don't, you know. I don't know. I I also just fall. I fall forward into um into um. I just keep falling forward. Yeah, when, I like when, that when, falling forward. Yeah, when you get caught on your heels, man. Yeah. That that's when that's when the world can fall on top of you. Yeah. So getting divorced was actually pretty good. Was I, it? Uh, I I I am being myself again, and I'm so much more happy. I was not being myself. I mean, look at me. I like, can only imagine. Yeah. I avoided it. I avoided it a couple times. Yeah. And I avoided it when I just started Aura. I was in a relationship that I woke up and it was going that way. Yeah. Like it was going, you know, like I was, I was taking, looking at rings seriously. You know, mm -hmm. it's like I was going that way. Mm -hmm. And then I got the job at Aura and I was like, oh, I'm heading in a different direction. Yeah. And I just woke up and I was like, yeah, this is over though. See that, that might be like how you keep it. So like even and balanced. I, I think don't have kids living that event lifestyle. Yeah. And then having a family too. I went full super in. hard, man. Yeah. Those guys that seem to have it all together are the ones that go full in and don't have. <laughs> and I know a lot of them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I went full. The lifers. It's just, they love what they do. I they fucking love it. Don't dude. need yeah. the family part of it. You know, it gets lonely. <laughs> I can't imagine not having like my kids. Like I can't, I'd be so lost without that. Really? One. Yeah. See, you know, if I had, if I had, uh, you know, if I, I feel like if I had kids when you did, I, uh, I probably wouldn't be telling Telling my problems to rooms full, rooms full of strangers. That's for damn sure. You know well, what I mean? Well, I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't have them too uh, young. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I don't know. It was the right time. Everything was right. I did everything right. right. I just, I like, I wasn't happy, like, early on, and I, well, I lived through it for, like, a decade. It, you, and then finally, it like, snowballed. crashed and burned. <laughs> that button up, you know, you yeah. felt just changing. I did, man. I was wearing suits and... Met Barack Obama though. That's cool. Yeah, he came to the expo. That was kind of like the highlight of my yeah, career there. That was a big one. Yeah, he came to the expo um during the like the midterm election. Cool. Um yeah, I, I got to like, you know, say hi to him, got my picture taken with him and stuff. And Great. Yeah. That, that was, is uh, really cool. 2014. You what managed the helped manage the event with his team when he came through? Yeah, so I was like the lead for the city and kind of worked with his like white house events did you have to get any the special like security oh, to work for the city dude uh, oh yeah yeah i had a have a few things okay um that's interesting i never went i never did i never like was TSA offered i was then, never uh, offered it you know um we had to have like uh transportation worker stuff too yeah yeah because like we're working on the waterfront and okay so i definitely had gone through a f bunch of background checks yeah <laughs> I, was I can pass them i've never been offered <laughs> yeah them. yeah um, so I had some pretty cool IDs though. Yeah. From that, yeah. I uh my the biggest guy I met was um Jay Leno. Oh, cool. Yeah. He uh he was the um he was the performer for this tech conference we ran out in Phoenix. 
Nice. Yeah, Headlight AV. You know, to, had the had the contract to run this national tech conference in Phoenix, and like that, and they're he, just based out of Portland, though, right? They're not. Yeah. Oh wow! Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we we like hired local there and had a bunch of stuff. So I know like in. high outputs like here, but they're I they high output South Shore. I worked for them yeah. too down in yeah. Boston. I I went I went for their I went for their warehouse gig, but they just weren't paying enough. They just they were you know I don't want to talk about, it, but they that was years ago too. That was that was right before I moved up here. I was like either I'm gonna you know either this is gonna work out or I'm gonna leave Boston, and so I just left Boston. But uh, it I like it up here. Like Boston's hectic. I go back down there a lot. Yeah. But it's chill up here. I fucking love it here. Yeah. I love it. I got here right at the right time to where like I kind of found my way. And I I just followed my instincts here too. Well, and if you I was with that girl though. That girl yeah. really helped me. I don't say I haven't said it at all, really, and I feel bad about it as I'm going through editing these things. That girl I was with helped me change my life. She helped me change my life for the better. She helped me move up here. She, you know, yeah, I was, I was in, I was in a blind haze and, and she really kind of led me, she led me in the right direction. And then it was like, Oh, all right, it's time for me to move on. Mm-hmm. And it, that's just me though. You know, she's and, still up here. Yeah. Yeah. She's up here. Um, she, they, her and, uh, a mutual friend who she's with now, they just got into their own house and I'm really happy for them actually. That's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. Nice. Because that's not what I wanted. Yeah, and, and I thought it was for a minute. I did. If I never would have thought I would have had that the family life that I have now, like I never like growing up, I never thought I'd be that guy. Yeah, but you love it. Well, I love my kids. Yeah, I didn't really love the platonic family thing. You know, how's how's the relationship with the ex? Fine. Yeah, she feels real bad. I think so. I kind of got. What? What? Oh, dude, she was. Where does that come from? Yeah, she was not the the vet. The, our divorce was pretty bad. And who's? Well, you know. I mean, she, she, did she get mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She she walked all over me at the end there, but like now I think she's kind of. Uh, she realizes that. Was she hurt? Um, she didn't seem pretty hurt. Too hurt at the time. Really? No. Okay. She was doing, she, she was, she met some other guy, so she was pretty, Oh, she was all about him. Oh. Yeah. That's how it went? Yeah. Because I, the, I was getting the picture of you hated your job, became detached, and just kind of drifted from the relationship. Okay. So, well, that's and, totally true. Yeah. And she probably was unhappy, but when she found this other dude to be with and divorced me she was pretty happy <laughs> you know it's fair yeah rubbing it in your face yeah i think she felt like she's like look at me i can you know i don't need you I, but you guys are good now yeah good enough like good enough for the kids yeah and i wouldn't want to have that any other way like i have 50 50 i wouldn't sell for any less than that and good yeah so do you have your own house now yeah for the kids yeah yeah i live in cumberland i've got my own house cool you have Apple a girl there I did until like about one o'clock last last night. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Well, maybe I can fill your plate. <laughs> hey man. Seriously, dude. Come to the dark side. Yeah. Um, where, I, uh, where the blue drape is popping. Yeah. I'll hang on this this room and uh, all the girls will want me. They'll see me on your podcast. Oh, you look good. Up. 
I think you look good. Thanks. Yeah. Not too bad for 43. <laughs> no, man. I would have never guessed it. Yeah. Would have never guessed I know, it. Yeah. My uh, girlfriend was not 43. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she'll come back around. Um, well, she did come back around. And then. <laughs> and then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, best of luck with that, man. I've had a really good time talking with yeah. you. This was a loose. This is a loose episode. We That's just. That's all right. I don't even know. Like. We just met. And I just, yeah. I wanted you, I, you know, we met under circumstances where I want to show you what I'm doing. Yeah. And, and this is, this is how to do that. And so thanks, thanks for doing this, man. Yeah. I really appreciate no, this it. It's cool. I, uh, I kind of knew what, what you had going on, but I'm like, I, I knew what was up, but I was, I'm still impressed when I got here. Thanks, man. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. I'm, you know, I, I threw together what I could, you know, with that Stimmy money, Stimmy studio. Yeah. Huh. You said that the other day. That was funny. <laughs> 